Good morning. We are live on Facebook, YouTube, and Twitch. This is the Falcons podcast. It is nine o'clock on a, well, just after nine o'clock on a Monday, not a victory Monday. In fact, this is a a Monday that's a little different, Nick. Uh, We'll get into all those things. But first, you know, as as the stream's opening up and going and finding everybody, because we like to do this live, so we have everybody here to uh, have the discussion. We'll go about 30 minutes today. How are you doing this, uh, this crisp fall Monday morning? I'm doing pretty well. Enjoyed a weekend of a lot of football in general. Uh, the wife has been back in the hometown in Iowa, so I've been bachelor padding it up, which meant grilling out, watching a lot of football, and not doing too much else. Uh, so it's been uh, good. You know, obviously house things here and there, but yeah, doing well and crazy to see the Broncos get a victory and maybe a little bit of controversy in Atlanta going forward. Yeah, I think there's plenty, even the, even if we call it, you know, I, I, I titled this uh, quarterback controversy and I put a question mark on it. And then I put definitely, I said, even if Arthur Smith won't acknowledge it or admit it, it's there because everybody else is going to be talking about it, which is like, it's a kind of, well, Arthur Smith says that there's a starter. There's no controversy. Yeah. Do you do that with politicians too? You believe what they say and there's no controversy. Come on now. That's exactly what this is like. I mean, whether he wants to admit it or acknowledge it, and he was getting kind of pissy again at the at the podium uh, yesterday. You know, I don't know how else to say it. We didn't take him out for performance reasons. We got a lot of faith in Dez. We'll see. I'm not a doctor. He put it all on uh, health and not on performance. Well, everybody else is watching performance, mm-hmm. and the performance was pretty clear. And for the most part. Dez is, if he's played eight games, what's he, two for eight? He's batting about 250 in good games. And two of the, and one of those, he had three fumbles. You know, he had three turnovers. So there's definitely a controversy going on, Nick. And we'll, uh, again, watch what he does, not what he says. I think he might use the excuse of we're, you know, making sure he's healthy, blah, blah, blah. Wouldn't surprise me a bit for him to say that the whole way up into the week. And then Taylor Heineke starts against the Minnesota Vikings. Yeah, it's going to be interesting. Obviously, we saw the very small sample size, but the results, uh, the Desmond Ritter-led team only putting up three points there in that first half, and then 20 points from uh, Heineke after that. Just didn't look super efficient after coming off one of the more efficient games. And at first, I thought it was because of the fumble. I thought it was a turnover-related benching. He had that one, again, right before the first half. And it's like, God, you just you can't have that many turnovers. Find out later it's a concussion that's holding him out. Maybe. Um, we find out later he says it's concussion, but he was yeah. cleared that was holding him out. Again, watch what he does, not what he says. I, I don't, I'm not buying it all. I'm, not, I'm just not. I buy the taking him out to start because of the concussion, but the keeping him out, he's been cleared, but we're uh, being cautious and conservative with him. With him. That's where I doubt creeps in for me on that one. Uh, if a concussion or anything like that d- doesn't happen, uh, then I do think Desmond Ritter probably continues the game, but they saw enough from Heineke to keep it in, in this game specifically. So not a great game from Desmond Ritter, uh, not a great first half, but this is a team loss um, for me throughout uh Ritter didn't have the best game. I think I would expect him to start the the game against the Vikings, though, as it stands right now. Yeah, I, I'm I'm kind of with you on that one. Um, it, they're not gonna. He's shown enough in the previous two weeks. You know, I mean, 
was moving the ball well, except for the freaking turnovers. Um, yeah. You know, and the ball just comes out so easy. Mm-hmm. You know, he's got two hands on the ball. He's stepping up at the front and gets a, a chop and the ball's out. It's like, man, it's getting a little ridiculous. We go live on this because we like to say hello to everybody. So we want to say hello to some folks that have come in nice and early. Like John Harrell, he comes in on YouTube. He says, good morning, Scott, Nick, and the Falcons family. I hope the Ritter experience is over. But we all know he'll start next week because Arthur Smith isn't going to admit he was wrong about him. And like he said, this was a complete team loss. And it was. And the loss of Grady Jarrett is a a big one. We'll see. I haven't seen anything come out say how long he could be out or if he's going to be out at all. But He's the best. He's the Falcons' best player on 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 defense, maybe period. And he's their most valuable player on defense. I'm convinced, no matter what, uh, just for the the disruption he has, for the ability he has, uh, pass run. It doesn't matter the motor, the energy, the leadership, all of it. He's the heart and soul of that Atlanta Falcons defense. And when he's out, Nick, it's a big loss. Yes, uh, losing Grady Jarrett. There was this is a game where the injury bug kind of started to crop up for Atlanta when it hadn't so far this season. Uh, Clayus Campbell with a finger injury, if I recall. You had Caden Ellis out for a bit. Uh, Drake London injures his groin. Uh, we'll be monitoring that one as well. Just going forward, and Grady Jarrett with knee injury uh, yes. stands out to me. So that's one that is concerning. As you meant, as we've talked about on here, this Falcons defense is as deep and talented as they've been in a bit. Uh, this game wasn't one that was lost. You know, Derek wasn't Derek Henry rushing for 3000 yards against him uh, secondary more so than anything, but losing Grady Jarrett could really hurt this team uh, for a few weeks here and, you know, out for whatever time could be the difference between winning the division or missing the playoffs. Yeah. I'm letting Will Levis look like, well, no quarterback rookie quarterback has ever looked before. I mean, he, he was the first quarterback, I think, I don't think he threw an interception. So I think it was four touchdowns, no interceptions, and 65% completion rate. The first rookie ever in his debut, ever. They've been playing this game a long time. There's been a lot of first-year, first first start quarterbacks. He was the first one ever. That's bad. Um, and as we we talked about, Nick, what what's going to hold this team back? Assuming the offense gets it going, because right now the biggest drawback on this team is the offense. Mm-hmm. But what will hold this defense, which has been a top 10, top five unit, depending on where you're looking, what's going to hold them back is their, their lack of pressure on the quarterback. You can't stay back in coverage forever. You just can't do it. So you got a guy making his first start. We talked about the good playoff quarterbacks. Well, shoot, this was a rookie. This was a third round. I think he goes second round. He went early second round. He went second round. Yep. Yeah, early second round rookie that <clears throat> just, you know, had a had a not even a career day, had a historic day against you part of that's losing Grady Jarrett part of it mm-hmm. um you know and some of it's the way the refs are going to let you play you know you, you can't count on your coverage always taking care of the passing game because every once in a while you're going to get a, a crew that lets the wide receivers mug the defensive backs without throwing a penalty and then they'll throw it if the defensive back so much as breathes on the guy the hypocrisy of the pass interference bugs me Nick it, it's like yeah. if the defensive guy did that you would have thrown a flag so throw a flag on that guy. That's not fair. <laughs> I don't like that. Edward Brown coming in. $2 super chat. Thank you, sir. Appreciate you coming in and supporting the show. Breaking the ice for us. Uh, a cool blue. Uh, as a reminder, the, the most direct way you can support the show and the things that we do here are with super chats on YouTube and Facebook stars. So thank you, Edward, for getting us started Thanks, on that. Uh, and going back to the complete team loss, let's throw the special teams in there. I think the punting game 
was okay. Opinion did a good job. Young Way Koo is Young Way Koo. But the return game, what are you guys doing back there? If you set your feet up on the 10 and you have to run backwards, don't catch the ball. They did it three times. Yeah. The And, and the worst of them might have been Keith Smith. No, no. The, the, I think the punt return was probably the worst one on the one. But then the next one would probably be Keith Smith running straight back to catch it over his shoulder, you know, inside the five on a kickoff. Where are you going, man? Yeah. Let it go out of bounds. Get the ball in the 40. That's 30 yards of field position. Nothing, nothing drives me. Two things. Two things drive me absolutely insane watching football. Carelessness with the football. Turnovers. Um, boneheaded ones. That ball is life, right? You got to hold on to that sucker like crazy. And terrible special teams, just boneheaded stuff. Uh, you know, fueling the ball at the one. Your heels should be. I've listened to special teams coaches talk about it. You know, on the eight, anything over your head there, it's not going away. It used to be the ten. Kickers used have gotten to be so the good. Ten. Yep. Hell, they, it used, it used to be, be the twenty. <laughs> now it's now it's the eight because uh, mm-hmm. kickers have gotten so good and can't do that. The 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 kick return, um, like you mentioned there, Keith Smith, you bounce, let that bounce out. Uh, you're gonna get the difference of. 20 yards of field position. I mean, it's just, it's crazy to see that uh, lack of execution from a team that before today I had felt had been decently coached in the mental air. So I'm going to give them a little bit of a break. No, it was one, just one of those games on that. When we talk about it, it was a team loss. It was a team loss. It was that every, everybody yeah. takes their little, their share this week. I'm not condemning anybody. I'm just saying, Hey, listen, you all played a part in this. Yeah. Everybody's hands are a little dirty, Nick. Without a doubt. One guy I will condemn a little bit in this one. I didn't think this was a very, and we don't have the PFF grids yet out yet. Granted, you know, those are subjective too, but the, I thought uh, Richie Grant probably had the worst game of the year from him. Um, overall, I think just some of the explosives that was, that was my big takeaway. You cannot give, and I agree with the pass rush somewhat, but I felt like the back end broke. Like we hadn't seen them and seen them break multiple times in this one. Richie Grant had a uh, few bad plays. I think number one uh, uh, Jeff Okuda. Okuda. Jeff Okuda also had some games where it's like oh well that's why those guys were uh questionable coming in and seeing DeAndre Hopkins look like we haven't seen DeAndre Hopkins look for two or three years um was a little concerning for just the coverage on the back end of the defense and their overall integrity yeah and the the first touchdown was against AJ Terrell when he like grabs onto his shoulder pad and whirly derbies him out of bounds <laughs> Like what, guys? Come on, you, you gotta, you, you gotta give the guys a chance out there mm-hmm. on that. that. That's interference, please. Um, Dave, good morning. Make you fumble. He's here. Jordan Brown. He's mad. Good to see you, Jordan. He says, "Good morning, fellas." Just trying to stay positive. I think we all know how we feel. There's still plenty to be positive about, but there's plenty to be upset about too, and that's okay. You know, it's like, oh, you know, where are you guys gonna be? We're gonna be here. Uh, where. You know, just because you can you can fan and, and not think everything's always going the right direction. Um, you know, going back to that, one of the phrases I hate the most is trust the coaches. I guess you know better than the coach. Well, I might not be able to coach better than him, but they're going to be wrong on probably 40% of their decisions. And that's if they want to win. And those are Super Bowl coaches. So we can second guess. They get paid plenty. They're okay. Uh, Keith Johnson says, good morning, guys. Tough loss. And uh, good morning, Keith. Dave says, I'm tired of some of the fan base talking about the Falcons shouldn't go after Montez Sweat or any other player. This team still needs talent, period. Of course, you're always trying to build. And if a good player becomes available, go after him. I don't, that, that's a universal truth for me, Nick. Uh, yeah. You never stop trying to get good players. Now, you don't want to overpay, you know, unless you think you're in that window where, okay, 
if I overpay this much to fix this gap, I'm good. I'm done. Um, this this is it. We're making our run now. Th- this team's not there. The offense isn't there. But Montez Sweat would be another piece. And I'm I don't I haven't paid as much attention to him. He's still pretty young, isn't he? He's not like 33 and a a, a one year rental. That he's still on his rookie contract. I'm pretty sure. Then, playing then, then there you go. You know, there you go. Then he's a, he'd be a building block. Absolutely, Dave. I'm I'm with you 100. You know, you 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 don't want to say I don't give up a first round pick. I don't want to overpay to take this shot because then if you miss, there's dark days ahead. Um, but a universal truth is if a good player is available and he's affordable, go after him. You know, yeah, what's no, this dude to this guy? I don't care. And that's the that's the job. Yeah, he's young uh, still and talented player, former first round pick, uh, one of the plethora of first rounders on that Washington Commanders defense. Uh, and if he's available, yeah, you make a call. I mean, Chase Young is probably more valuable asset there. They both are coming off of their, I believe, one more year of control after this. Uh, but yeah, I mean, get get another pass rusher in here, somebody you can build around. The thing about trading for Sweater Young is it probably in your on the Falcon side of the things you're hoping it's coming with a new contract as well, uh, pretty soon after. But yeah, go out there and make a move for a pass rusher and continue to add to the defense. Sweat is on his option right now, and he's on his fifth he year okay. option. He's 27 years old, so his uh, his his number right now is 11 five because he's playing on the fifth year option of his rookie contract. So Make you almost says if we're not going to use Kyle Pitts, trade him for a position of use. We can roll the clock back about three weeks, and we started talking about this in earnest. Um, you know, what do you think you could get for him? And I, I still think because he's so young, because of all the potential there, you could still spin him for a first-round pick. You know, maybe not a top-five pick, but a, a first-rounder, one of the first 32 picks. I still think you could. Would you be stupid to do it? Would you then kick yourself for looking back and saying, okay, he went to a team that – knows how to use him better or is more equipped to use him better. You know, hey, has the offensive line and the, the quarterback, which they haven't had that combination in his first three years. Um, do you trust that you can get it done? And then the other part of it is, is Nick, by the time you get this straight, because right now this is year three of not having the offensive line and the quarterback together. And I'm already going to say that this isn't a plus going to be a plus quarterback this year. It's It's done. We're over. Seen enough. Ritter could be the guy. Heineke could be the guy. But at best, you're looking at average quarterback play at best for the for the 2023 season. You're in year three of his contract. You go into year four and then you're talking about a fifth year option. What if you don't want to come back? Okay. You, you burn through. We still don't know what next year is going to look like at the quarterback position. You're through four years of his contract. And you, you've gotten really nothing out of him. Yeah, I mean, that's always the risk with uh, pass catchers, right? You don't know if the quarterback's going to be ready to take advantage of them. Uh, but that's the NFL, right? You don't want to be afraid to make moves uh, because if you did have that quarterback and you didn't have weapons, then it'd be like, oh, man, what a wasted opportunity it is with this young quarterback contract. Uh, so you never know. Uh, still a lot of time left. What is Kyle Pitts? Only 23 years old for the tight end position. I mean, he's exceedingly young still. Uh, and he had five targets in the game, which doesn't seem like uh, too much. But, I mean, you only had uh, 34 total pass attempts. It wasn't like totally – that's about average. And I think about probably about five is probably close to average for a tight end 
uh, a number a number one tight end at that if your name's not Travis Kelsey. So I wouldn't be too up in arms about it uh, right now. There's still a lot to be written yet for Kyle Pitts, um, and hopefully he'll be a piece for this team for a long time. You didn't draft him four overall to get average targets for a tight end. No, but some games are going to be like that. So it's just they've it's all been happen. like that, Nick. Yeah, not there's been all. some injuries in there. They, a lot. I, I was texting during the game. Like it seems like the only player that they actually actively scheme to try and get the ball is Bajan Robinson. Everything else is, oh, maybe we can fool them. We'll run this halfback toss to Jonu Smith and let him throw to Michael Pruitt while Kyle Pitts is blocking. That'll fool them. Yeah, I mean, dollar. we have a side jar. Every time you sigh, you know, they have a swear jar. We have a side jar. Every time you give it one of these, oh, got to put a dollar in the side jar. That's one of those. Lance Render coming in with a super sticker. Thank you, my friend. Feels like a newer name. So thank you for coming in with the support for the show. That's a big help for the things that we do here. Certainly appreciate it. Um, let me come down here. There's some more folks coming in. I'm going to have to start coming through the, uh, the the comments a little bit faster than I've been doing because it's been... Y'all are uh, y'all are hitting it hitting it hard. Um, Archangel was there yesterday. Didn't get, didn't read that one. Said everybody was pretty nice except for one lady. Well, you did pretty good then. Um, you know, it's uh, I I've found that ignore those folks and most people will be pretty nice. You know, I never got the whole idea of booing the opposition when they show up. Hey, what, if you weren't here, who would we play? Thanks for coming here. We want to beat your butts. Welcome. Take your beating. Let's have a drink afterwards and go home. <laughs> Nando coming in. Nando's fired up today. Good morning, Scott and Nick. Will uh, Desmond Ritter start? I, I Right now, I'd still lean, yeah. I think he will. Yeah, I, I expect Desmond Ritter to still start. Uh, one big final thing before we start to wrap it on up in here is something we kind of talk about in here and want to be very careful about crowning after one game sample size, but I'm always, I'm typically of the opinion that when you see it with a quarterback position, even if it's a small sample size, typically, you know that they have it or not. Okay. This guy has the ability to have it. We are multiple games now through Desmond Ritter, who's been efficient and fine, but then you see Will Levis on the other end, making big time throw after big time throw. Now again, just one game, one sample size, but it's like, ah, that has the potential to be something over there with the explosives and the creation. And you see him, the, I mean, the ball just popping out of his hand, big athlete too. I don't know. It's, it's one where I'm not, I'm not out on Desmond Ritter, but as far as being the actual answer, it's like, ah, that is what it's supposed to look like when it's clicking. And when a guy potentially has the ability to be the it guy at quarterback. And I have not seen that from Ritter so far. Yeah, the 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 it factor, you know, that my and, and he's won some games, you know, he's moved it, but I just I don't feel well, he looks so uncomfortable half the time in the pocket that it's hard to feel comfortable with him in the pocket. And then yeah. you go back and he hits back to back plays to to Kyle Pitts. All right, now we're rolling. Fumble. Um, you know, rips off a nice run, false start. You know, it's and the sacks. You can look at those line, those numbers and say, oh, the offensive line. No, 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 no. I'm watching those and going one, two, three, ball's got to be out. Yep. Not one, two, three, four, sack. You know, it's the, it's, the, it's the inverse of the Falcons defense that we've been talking about. They're finally starting to get some sack numbers more than they have the last couple of years, but they're still coverage sacks. Those are on the backside and those are on the quarterback. Mm -hmm. not the offensive line. Now, 
Um, end of the second quarter, I saw a, a, a delayed blitz come through from the middle linebacker straight up the gut where Dalman kind of olays the guys. Like he looks at him like, you know, no, I think he's got enough time, makes a decision. He's got enough time. This guy can't get to the quarterback in time for that ball should be out of there. I'm going to stay here. I think it was probably the wrong decision, but it still turns into a sack. He's not getting rid of the ball. And then if he's moving out of it, he's fumbling. It's, it's, uh, the Falcons are in the quarterback market for 2024. That mm-hmm. That's where I am on this one right now. Yeah. And we still have games left to figure it out. I mean, this is always the reality coming into the season when you have a Heineke and your Ritter is one of the possible probable ish outcomes was reaching the end of the season being like, you know what? Not it. Uh, we probably need to take advantage of the, uh, the options that we have available to us and go for it. Uh, unfortunately, uh, for the Falcons, one of the potential better options did suffer a serious injury uh, with Kirk Cousins with the Achilles. And not only does that, you know, was he a really feasible option for the Falcons? Maybe not, but that's another team that's probably going to be aggressively hunting next season. I mean, with the offensive core that they have in place, uh, that's a team that I think would be a very nice spot if I was a quarterback looking to go somewhere. So, yeah, it's uh, it's going to be interesting to follow Ritter. I do expect them to start next week, but seeing how Levis played in this one with those deep balls, you know, really hunting uh, in this game made it be like, uh, Ritter, not great. And to your point also, Scott, just to add numbers to it, the sacks, the sacks, the sacks, five sacks for 36 yards in the first half for Ritter on just 12 attempts uh, versus one sack for eight yards on 21 attempts for Heineke. This offense cannot be behind schedule like that with how they want to use the run game and uh, the weaponry that if you're taking sacks, the punt team better start stretching. Let me hit Rusty, and then I'm going to come back to that. He says, the Falcons organization is, go appreciate you, Rusty, going to look lazy and dumb. Eventually, you're going to have to draft a first-round quarterback or go spend money on one in free agent or trade, which is tough. Those guys are expensive. Mm-hmm. Arthur is really going to let Dez get him fired. Wild. Possibly. Um, you know, it, it, it's possible. I mean, these guys make a ton of money. One contract, they're set for life. And he'll, he won't be out of a job long. But – you went in with Des as a guy, and then, and, and as people have reminded us in the chat, and, I, and uh, it's burned into my brain now that I'll, I can, because it's a great point, and it's been made by this community in here. To not play him in the preseason is basically anointing him, and which we knew going in. This is our starter. Heineke came in, said, I, I'm, "I'm the backup to Desmond Ritter." Man, this guy needs every rep he can get. You know, it, to what what made you think that he was ready to go in? And it's like, oh, we'll learn as we go. Man, this is the NFL. I mean, theoretically, you're still all right. You're four and four. Playoffs are still right there for you. But technically, they've been right there for you this time every year. Oh, they're only one game out of a playoff spot. Let's keep trying this. But the team's not advancing, Nick. This isn't a team that's going to go to Detroit and win a playoff game. They're not going to beat Philly. They're not going to beat Dallas. Um, who are some of the other NFC teams that you've got to watch out for? Um, there's not a ton of them. That's part of the problem. I mean, a bunch of injuries have occurred where it's going to be a lot <laughs> harder to mention those teams. Uh, Eagles, obviously Dallas, obviously Forty, the 49ers lost three in a row now. Yes, they have Uh Seahawks are feisty. See that you're not going to beat the Seahawks in Seattle. Yeah. That's a team that is pretty feisty. Uh, outside of that, uh, <laughs> have, have a pretty hard time. I mean, if it wasn't for the injury, I might say the Vikings. Maybe the Vikings will make a move for a quarterback. But, uh, yeah, it's it's not a very good NFC. 
I feel like all of the momentum has been taken out of the trade deadline. Archangel comes back in. He says, no, Grady Jarrett. Can I interest you in a, a Daniil Hunter? Would they be sellers now? Oh, man, they might be. They're in a weird position uh, with Kirk Cousins and whatnot. So I, I have no idea what's going to happen with the Vikings. Total total chaos there with their direction, given they are playing really good football. But, but <laughs> without a quarterback there, Lord knows. Yeah, but uh, Chase Young or Montez Sweat, yeah, getting some pressure from the outside would make a big difference. This 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 team is really strong up front. Now they need to come in from the outsides, um, for sure. Uh, Michael Coretti has a a very interesting point here. Do people finally see that AJ Terrell isn't as good as advertised? But I know the first was a terrible no call. Um, one when people say you know this guy's overrated. This guy's overhyped, overset. To me, that's a relative term. So what would you say? Well, what do you rate him? So this guy's overrated compared to what? what? What do you rate him? As the number one or two cornerback like PFF had him two years ago, I agree. I don't think he's there yet. Is he a top 10 guy right now? I think he probably still is. Um, I, I think he probably still is. There's a reason why the stuff that you don't see, there's a reason why this defense has been so good despite – the lack of pressure on the quarterback. Um, and, and again, you can look up quarterback pressures. Use your freaking eyes. And I'm not yelling at you, Michael. I'm just saying in general. Well, the Falcons are number 10 in quarterback pressures. Then they're counting the pressures wrong. Then then your, 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 your process is wrong. Your data input is garbage, and you're spitting out garbage results. Because when they rush four, they get zero pressure. They pin the guy in, and you hope to contain him on the backside. Uh, I think AJ Terrell is probably top ten. Is he top five? No, I don't think. I don't think so right now. Yeah, he's very good to solid, um, but he's not a no doubt matchup shutdown cornerback. Which there's not many of those guys, so <laughs> doesn't make him not great. Just doesn't make him, you know, the biggest difference maker in the world. And like I said, Nando's mad. I saw this one earlier. If, if Ritter starts, we lose Anita Fire Arthur Smith. If Ritter starts and you lose to a Kirk Cousinless Minnesota Vikings next time up, there's there's going to be pride. And again, there, there's a question in here about Arthur Blank's loyalty. If they don't make the playoffs, and it may have come from Cristiano. Good to see you, Cristiano. Um, you know, if if they're if they don't miss the playoffs, would they they keep? If they miss the playoffs, would they keep Arthur Smith? If they're eight and nine and miss the playoffs, I think so. Um, if they lose the rest of them and they're four and 13, you're going to have trouble, but making progression eight and nine theoretically is progression. But again, you, you gotta, if you're eight, and nine with this team, it's going to fall back on the quarterback play. Everything else that they've built is in pretty good shape and your quarterback play is holding you back. That's on you. I would give Arthur Smith more leeway if he wasn't directly involved in picking the players for this team. He is a co-general manager for the most part. This is on you, man. This this is on you. When when it was um, Dimitrov and Mike Smith, I was all over Dimitrov because yeah. he was 100% in charge of, of getting the groceries. Go ahead, Nick. Uh, bad news. Um, 13 minutes ago, Adam Schefter tweets out the Grady Jarrett torn ACL, um, officially a season-ending injury for the Falcons interior pass rusher. So, uh Grady Jarrett out. That's a, a big loss for this team. Um, really feel bad for the kid. Uh, out for the year. We'll see what happens with them going forward. 
Sorry to be the bearer of bad news there, Falcons fans and Scott. That sucks. I love Grady Jarrett. Just love. I don't care if he were playing for whoever. I don't care. I love Grady Jarrett. Um, that one hurts. Uh, you know, the team to me is secondary. I've, I've said a zillion times when you work for 20 something years in sports media, you, you start rooting for the, the names on the front of the jerseys. You start rooting for the names on the back. I root for Jarrett. I'm a, I'm a Jarrett fan. That one hurts. Um, I don't want to end the show on, on that big of a downer. Um, but that's, because again, they can still be a playoff team without Grady Jarrett. I want him to be part of that. I mean, London can play a little bit. You can slide Calais Campbell inside. You're still going to need help on the outside. Um, David Onyaman is really good. You can scheme around it. You're not as good a defense without Grady Jarrett. Of course, yeah. It's not the same team. It's it, this is. I mean, Grady Jarrett is one of the Mister Falcons of all time, and that's. I'm upset for him. Um, like I said, we'll, we'll, you'll you'll get over it as you start watching the game and you see him out there, and you know he's made a zillion dollars. You know he's financially secure forever, but it, it's it hurts, and I hurt for Falcons fans. I hurt for Grady, and I hurt for his teammates out there. A uh, huge bummer for the Falcons. Gonna uh, need to see. We saw your guy that you were very excited about this season, uh, Lakeale London out there this week maybe he gets a chance now and i uh, haven't seen too much take on graham this season as far as the splashes uh, coming off his injury last season but uh now there's a chance you know opportunity is going to be there for somebody to step up now that your best defensive player is out for the year yeah i think you'll see Anyamata move Anyamata and campbell i think we would slide uh if it's me we'd slide uh Calais campbell inside a little more uh Taquan graham has not fully recovered from his injury he's not back to where he was last year um, let me see. London's London, uh, LaCale London had 41 snaps, which was 60%. He'll be one that slides in, but I would figure out a way. I would probably try and get Calais Campbell inside with Anyamata in my number one groups and see if I could get a little bit more speed on the edge. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, maybe I'm playing Lorenzo Carter and Bud Dupree at the same time. Um, maybe Arnold Ibiketti will, 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 will pick up. I, I think there's internal options. It's that's one of the stronger units on the team. So what? Right now, so what? I don't, I don't, I don't mm-hmm. care as much as I care about um, Grady Jarrett. So on that note, sorry to leave on a downer. Th- this team on the on the bright side, if you even, I'll say it just because I feel like it's, I'm obligated to. Losing Grady Jarrett will not be the difference between this team making the playoffs and not making the playoffs. There's enough talent on this defense to be a playoff caliber defense. The, this team making the playoffs is still going to reside on the other side of the ball. It's still going to be at the quarterback position, at the play calling and the execution and getting your playmakers the ball. Mm-hmm. That starts again. You go five and four against Minnesota. You still got Arizona. The Saints are playing better. You get splits with the Saints and you're still on schedule for a 10 and 17. That's yep. where we're, we're that's, that's what you're looking at as far as, uh, you know, the rest of the season goes on the schedule which to me is secondary to the news that just came out. Um, and then the trade deadline, if, if something comes out tomorrow, we'll, we'll, we'll get together like a, 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 a breaking news pod. Uh, if something happens with the trade deadline here in the next uh, 
about 30, 30 hours or so. Yes, sir. Um, otherwise, we'll be back on Wednesday, post-trade deadline, and we'll look forward to the, the Vikings. So thanks, everybody, for joining us. want to say thank you to Edward Brown and Lance Rendar for coming in with the Super Chats, uh, the stars, the support for the show. Everybody, uh, keep keep Grady Jarrett in your thoughts. I know how much he means to the Atlanta Falcons, and if you're a Falcons fan, I know how much he means to you. On that note, we're going to go talk some Broncos. If you want to lift your spirits a little bit, come join the party over at Broncos for breakfast because they broke a seven-year streak to the Kansas City Chiefs, and they're in pretty good spirits right now. So on that note, we're going to get out of here. Thanks for joining us. We'll see you all on Wednesday. Peace.